Hello gorgeous and welcome to another episode of Gala Loves Everything and this episode is really about me putting myself through an at-home healing retreat over the last week and make no mistake I am still in the depths of healing. I am in a very interesting up-leveling place where I'm very actively working on myself pretty much every day and um, I've been talking about it a little bit on stories and on Instagram and I've had a lot of people asking me questions about what that looks like, what I'm experiencing and I really wanted to just give you This is almost just like a rundown of my week and the different modalities I'm using and the changes I can feel from having used them. Because, you know, we hear about, you know, Reiki or we hear about tapping or we hear about breath work, but we don't really know, you know, how does that work? Like, what's that feel like when you're doing it? You know, how do you know when it's working and all those kinds of things? So I'm going to do my best to explain that from my perspective And I'm certainly not an expert on, you know, Reiki or breathwork, but I'm just going to tell you what I have personally been experiencing. And before we get into this, I just want to say, you know, I am in this healing um, chrysalis, I suppose, because something that I've decided is very important is my ability to connect to and feel my emotions. And I had a wild realization uh, last week which was that, you know, I, I struggled with depression when I was a teenager and, and I had a lot of emotions as well. It was really on an, an emotional roller coaster. I suppose like a lot of teenagers, you know, but I was never taught that it was okay to feel what you feel. Um, that wasn't really the environment of my household. And so what I learned to do essentially is to suppress my feelings and my emotions. And the way that I learned to do that was first by self-harming when I started doing that when I was about 13. And then that evolved into an eating disorder when I was about 18. And when I was 23 years old, I tapped on that eating disorder and in one session was able to release that habit from my life, which was great, right? Like obviously getting rid of an eating disorder is a huge bonus. Like, you know, wouldn't trade that for anything. But what I've recently realized, and this is why healing is a process, right? What I've recently realized is, you know, at the age of 38, that basically the same year that I cleared up my eating disorder, I started my business. And since 2006, I have really been using work in the same way that I used my eating disorder and in the same way that I used self-harm. I used it as a way of avoiding my feelings. I used it as a place that I could go where I didn't have to be in my emotions. And coming to that realization has been really big. And now I feel that, you know, almost 40, and I now feel like I have the resources and the personal strength and the capacity to feel the things that were too scary to feel when I was younger. And so that's really what my journey personally is about. It is about reconnecting to what's happening in my body, reconnecting to the emotions that I feel, um, and not just feeling them, but doing something with them, you know, um, like expressing them to someone if I'm upset by something, if I'm hurt by something. And that is really important. And 
for some of you listening, you're going to be like, yeah, obviously. And then for some of you listening, I know that you understand that this can be hard, right? Um, if you're someone who lives primarily in their head, that you're very intellectual, you're very cerebral, it's extremely likely that you've minimized your emotions because they're inconvenient, they're hard to control, and, and you like to be able to control things. So that's what my mission is about right now, is about letting myself feel those things. And these are the techniques that I pulled on this week to help me work through that. So here's what I did in order. Um, tapping, then Reiki, then hypnosis, then somatic experiencing, and then breath work. And I'm going to go through those play by play, and I'm going to let you know what happened when I did those things. <laughs> Here we go. So on Tuesday, I did some tapping in front of the mirror. And this tapping was very deep. It was very vulnerable. It was very raw. I was crying a lot. I was looking myself in the eyes while I was doing it, which is a major hack for tapping. And I really broke down about the fact that I felt cut off from my emotions. And I really wanted to be able to feel everything. And I was scared to feel everything, but I knew that the time had arrived and I knew that it was something that was going to be really important for me. And this tapping was almost more like a prayer. You know, I was really, as much as I was, you know, tapping for myself and talking to myself, I also felt that I was calling on the assistance of something greater than myself. And I always feel like the most powerful prayer is, uh, sorry, the most powerful tapping rather is tapping that feels like prayer. It's, um, it's where you're not just relying on yourself. You're asking for help from something or someone else, and you are allowing yourself to receive that guidance. And so that was what I did. And as I was doing that tapping, I was really saying out loud that I wanted to feel a breakthrough and I didn't want it to just be an intellectual breakthrough or an intellectual change. I wanted it to be a physical one. I wanted to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I had gained access to my feelings. And I tapped for, I'm not sure how long, I think 25 minutes or so. And when I was done, I you know, was still in tears and I got in the shower. And when I was in the shower, I started to feel all of my emotions. I started to feel my darkest emotions. I started to, you know, really get into the muck of feeling my deepest fears. And these were, you know, thoughts and feelings that I had really been trying to outrun since I was, you know, 12 or 13 years old. And they were right there at the front of my consciousness and I could not avoid them. They were right there. And from what I'd been reading and learning about emotions, um, what I'd learned was, or what I'd read was that when you feel those things, you just have to be there with it. You don't try to avoid it. You don't try to think about something else. You don't try to logic it away. You just sit with the feeling. And I was 
Hysterical is not quite the right word, but extremely distressed would be a better one. And um, I was just crying all day. And I remember at a certain point um, going outside and sitting on my balcony and just breathing really deeply and letting myself feel the sun on my skin and just reminding myself that like I could handle this, that I was strong, that I was capable and that I was able to experience this and that my feelings wouldn't kill me. And that was a really big thing that I kind of took away from that was like, I can feel these things and they might be horrible. They might be really hard. They might be really scary, but they're not going to kill me. I will still be okay. So that was my Tuesday. And, you know, my Wednesday was pretty much the same. Still, um, I wasn't having such dark thoughts anymore, but I was still extremely like my grip on you know, what was going on in my regular day-to-day life was extremely tenuous. Um, I was in tears all day. You know, I received a a card from a girl who's in the vortex and I opened it when I was on the phone with my boyfriend and I read it aloud and I was like crying. And that was, that's very unusual for me, you know, to be so touched by something that I'm in tears. And It's also a really lovely thing, right? To feel someone's intention and their love for you so strongly that it moves you to tears is like a beautiful experience. And it's one that I very, very rarely have. And I think one of the terrible things about not being in touch with your emotions and not really being able to feel them is You also can't feel the way that people are connecting to you, the way that people are grateful for you. And I'm very fortunate that in my work, you know, people tell me thank you all the time. People are grateful. People tell me really deep things. And to not be able to feel that when they tell me is horrible. So that was like a really interesting experience. And then I went to the gym and I showed up and I was in tears and then my trainer took me outside and he was almost in tears too and we're having a whole thing. And I really thought like, you know, the tears might never stop. And I just allowed it, you know, I was just like, whatever, like here I am, I'm crying at the gym, like, okay, this is my life now, whatever, I don't really care, you know. And I think, you know, that was kind of a bonus in that, like, I wasn't judging myself for doing it. I was just like, this is where I am. I'm crying today. Okay, fine. Everyone's had days like that. Big fucking deal. I don't care. And it's not like I was embarrassed. I was just like, whatever. Here I am. Um, So on Thursday, I woke up feeling quite good, actually. And um, I definitely felt tired, um, but I felt quite good. And... A woman who is in the Gala Darling Method, she's learning to be a tapping facilitator. Uh, Her name is Angel. She's amazing. She is based in Australia. She had messaged me on Instagram because (laughs) I, on Wednesday, was also teaching a Gala Darling Method practical lesson on Zoom, and I was in tears on it, and I was like, hi, everyone. I'm having a hard time. Um, Here's your exercise. (laughs) And um, Angel messaged me, and she was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I'm here to support you, and if you'd like to do a tapping session with me, then I'm totally open to that. 
And I know that Angel is a Reiki practitioner. And I said, I really appreciate the support. That's so cool of you. And I have this feeling that Reiki would be more useful for me in this moment. And are you willing to do that? And she said, absolutely. So on Thursday, we did Reiki. And basically, we just connected over Zoom. I took my laptop into my bedroom. I laid down. We chatted for a little while. And then we both turned off our um, cameras. I muted myself. She played some music. And I laid there for about an hour while she worked on me. And when she brought me out of the session, she had like three pages worth of notes that she had written down. And there was a lot of things that she said. Um, I'm not going to tell you everything, but it was a very intense session. But here are some of the things that she told me that I just thought were so interesting. So the first was that she told me that the breath work that I'd been doing, I started doing breath work about two weeks ago. Um, she said that the breath work I was doing was clearing out my matriarchal line. And there's a lot of trauma along that side of the family that I've been grappling with. And she said that that breath work was really clearing that out. So that was amazing to hear. And, you know, not something that she could have known. I hadn't said that anywhere publicly, but the fact that she immediately tweaked to that was so cool. And she recommended that every morning or whenever I felt like it during the day that I take five deep breaths into my belly. I put my hands on my body wherever it feels good. And I asked myself, what do you need to feel loved and supported today? And I've started doing that actually. And the responses that come up are really interesting. Like the first time I asked myself that, the answers that came up were eat chocolate, play music really loudly, and wear purple. And I was like, okay. And she told me, Angel told me that this practice of asking myself what I need to feel loved and supported is about connecting me to my body rather than letting my intellect rule because my intellect is this very overdeveloped muscle, right? Like I am very self-disciplined. If I tell myself to do something, I can make myself do it. But this is about connecting to my body and letting my inner guidance, my inner intelligence lead me. And she said, you know, whatever comes up, you know, the, the answer might be really weird, but I want you to just trust it and do it because it's a way of loving yourself. And it's a way of loving your inner child and giving yourself the support that she needs. Uh, she also told me that she was like, you've never had this little guard up before and it's going to feel raw, but just keep tuning into your own inner guidance. So that was something that, um, I really felt, you know, when she said, you've never had this little guard up before I was like, that's absolutely true. You know, um, completely true. And it did feel raw, but to really, to trust what was going on and to trust that I was doing the right things for myself. And the, she also said that the other side of this is unlike anything you've ever known. And it gave me chills when she said that. And I knew that it was real. And something I want to say about that is, you know, when we are really actively working to heal things and we're not just bullshitting ourselves about healing it, right? We're not just saying like, oh yeah, I'm reading a book or yeah, I enrolled in this class or whatever. It's like, no, when you're actually going in there and you're facing your trauma and you're facing your fear and you're letting yourself feel it and you're doing all of those things, you are doing the right thing for yourself. And 
for me, this whole week was about taking the next right action and following my inner guidance and also being open to whatever kind of came through from the divine. So it's a, it's a co-creation, right? It's about doing what I think is right for me. So, you know, for example, on Tuesday, doing that tapping for myself. And then as a result of that, as a result of cracking open that shell that I have, I then spoke to other people about things and they suggested things to me or they said, hey, let me help you. And I followed that guidance and I just trusted that I was doing the right things in the right order. And when you're on a healing path like this, there is no official order of how you should do things. You have to, it's not an intellectual pursuit. You have to follow what feels good and what feels right to you. Even if it's like, you don't even know what this modality is going to be like. Even if you're like, I, I don't even understand what this is, but I'm going to give it a shot. That is where it really comes together. And, and when you follow your instincts on what you think is the next right thing to do, then you're teaching yourself that you trust yourself and you're teaching yourself that you will give yourself that guidance and that trust and show yourself that love. So it's really important. Okay. So that was Thursday. Now let's talk about Friday. On Friday, I did some hypnosis with one of my dearest friends, Grace Smith. She is a phenomenal hypnotherapist. And I reached out to her on maybe Monday or Tuesday. And I said, Hey, I'm going through something really big. I need the big guns. I'm ready for you. And, um, let's do this. And she was like, absolutely. Let's do four sessions over four weeks. And I was like, amazing. Let's do it. And I love Grace so much. I respect her. I really trust her. So, and, and working with her is such an honor. Like she, you know, she doesn't really work with a lot of people. And when she does, she's very expensive. So I felt extremely lucky to do this. And it meant that I really went into the session feeling very intentional. You know, I wasn't like, oh yeah, cool, whatever. I was like, no, I really want to make the most of this moment. So again, this was something that happens in the bedroom. I took my laptop in there. She and I chatted for a little while, just caught up because we haven't seen each other in a while. And then we got into the session. So I laid down, I kept my camera on so she could see me because she wanted to be able to see my face, I think, while we were doing it. And she took me through this hypnosis and Grace is amazing. She has an app. Um, it's called Grace Space and it's like hypnosis on demand. It's phenomenal. You should absolutely download it. And her voice is so soothing. And like, as soon as she gets into her hypnosis mode, I'm gone. She, she sends me. It's amazing. So anyway, when you do hypnosis, Grace always explains hypnosis as it's meditation with a goal. So you don't lose control of your faculties. You're still extremely aware of what's going on. If she says something funny, you'll laugh, you know, um, you can feel and see things extremely clearly. You're not, you know, out of your mind or loopy in any way. You're completely there. And in this hypnosis, she leads me into a safe space, which is what 
hypnotherapists always do. They take you to a safe space. And I assume that this is so that they can start to work on your subconscious in a way that you're relaxed already, right? So she takes me to my safe space and she says, okay, describe your safe space to me. And I'm describing it to her. And I'm like, I'm on a beach and there's these big bushes with big white flowers on. And there's this pinky purple sunset and there's kind of a jungle behind me. But, and I was like, it's really weird. Like I almost wasn't sure if I should tell her, but then I was like, I feel like I need to tell her this. I was like, I feel good here. I feel safe here, but there's a lot of people in the trees behind me. And they have a really intense energy and I don't know who they are or, or what's going on. And she was like, okay. So we put this big glass wall up between me and them. And then I picked up a neon whiteboard pen and she instructed me to start writing questions on this piece of glass that they would answer. And she was like, can you describe what they look like? And I was like, yeah, they look like you know, illustrations from the 1920s of like cannibals. That's what they look like. You know, they're, they're wearing like grass skirts and they have teeth around their neck and they're like very intense. And so on the piece of glass, I wrote, who are you? And they said, we're your protectors. And I said, how long have you been here with me? And they said, 4,000 years. And Grace was like, ask them how many times they were involved in you cutting off your emotions. And they said 80% of the time. And I said, what about the other 20%? And they said, oh, you chose that. And it was very intense. I spoke to a woman who was like the childlike empress as well. And I said to her, you know, why do I have these protectors? And she said, because you're here to do really big things and you asked for an army and this is your army. And Grace was like, you know, what do we need to do to help them relax? And I said, we need to give them kittens and puppies to look after because they need to feel love. And we gave them all puppies and kittens and they all just melted and were so enamored and they all sat down with me cross-legged on this beach. Seriously, it was amazing, amazing. And so once we had done that and we had worked with the protectors a little bit, then I spent time with my, this is as still part of the hypnosis, I spent time with the like baby version of myself, the three-year-old version of myself, the 12-year-old version of myself and the 16-year-old version of myself. And I spent time with every single version and I held the baby version of myself. I let her cry um, with a three-year-old version of myself. I let her throw a tantrum and I laid down beside her and I just let her know that it was okay to feel everything. With the 12-year-old, I was with her in the kitchen. I have a very vivid memory of being in my kitchen at about age 12. That's like a pretty, I wouldn't say it's an unhappy memory, but it's an intense memory. And I was with her in the kitchen and I just hugged her and I let her know how cool her life was going to be. And the 16 year old version of me, I was, if any of you are from New Zealand or Wellington specifically, she and I were sitting on some steps in Cuba mall and I was just holding her hand and I was like, you are so cool. You have so much style. You're such a badass. You're so much confidence. You're so awesome. 
And it felt so good to spend time with those versions of myself and just reassure them that it was okay to feel everything and that there was nothing wrong with the emotions that they were feeling and that I have space for all of it. And also that I love them unconditionally and that I was going to come back soon and I was going to spend more time with them. So it was really powerful. And um, later on that day, I met up with my friend Natalia Benson, who many of you who listen to this know her. She has a great podcast as well. And we went shopping and then we went to dinner and I was telling her about my hypnosis and about all the things I was healing. And we had a really beautiful experience because I was able to be so open and vulnerable with her. And, you know, often when I spend time with people, I'm very much in my head and I'm analyzing and I'm very present, you know, but I'm in my head. I'm, I'm not feeling the situation. But because I was really feeling the situation with her, we were able to have this really vulnerable moment and we were talking about really deep things and she opened up to me and, and we just had this beautiful moment of closeness that would not have been possible if I'd just been in my head like usual, you know. Firstly, she wouldn't have opened up as much. And secondly, if she had even gotten close, I would have just gone into problem solving mode. And that's not what she needed. She just needed to some, someone to hear her and feel her and like put their hand on her knee and let her know it was okay. You know? So that was Friday. <laughs> and uh, then on Saturday, I went and did somatic experiencing. And I'd heard a lot about somatic experiencing. I had really no idea what it was going to be. Somatic experiencing, somatic meaning like of the body and experiencing meaning feeling some shit, right? So my vision of this was that I might be lying on the floor of a therapist's office, screaming and thrashing my body around. I really had no idea. And I went to see this therapist who I found on the Google and, um, she's a sweet lady. You know, I felt like she was kind of had this like real grandmotherly vibe. She was so gentle and I went into her little office and sat down and she was like, you know, tell me what you want to work on. So I did. And, you know, she, it was really about creating this like safety. And she was like, you know, look around the office and just take it in and just allow yourself to feel like you understand the space, like just get comfortable with the space, which I thought was really beautiful. And I'm sure for people who have a lot of like very intense trauma, they may really need that to like, to feel really grounded in a space. So that was just really beautiful. And we worked with a few different things. There were these like rings that she had that you kind of hold in both hands and they've got, I don't know, ball bearings in them or something. And you kind of move them back and forth. And it's a way of bringing yourself back into your body. And like the vibration makes your body feel different, which I think is about the fight or flight response. I think I could be wrong. Like I said, not an expert, but that was interesting. And then she was like, you know, do you mind if we do some body work? And I was like, no, not at all. That sounds great. And I sat on the couch with her and I turned my back to her and she just put her hands on either side of my shoulders. So not on the top, but on the sides, like where your shoulder becomes your arm. And she just pressed there for a few minutes. And she was like, you know, does this feel okay? And I was like, yeah, it feels good. And while we were doing that, I was just being encouraged to like feel the sensations in my body, just be in my body. Don't think about it. Don't try to make any connections. Don't try to 
rationalize, whatever, just like feel it, you know? And when we were done with that, she sat opposite me and she was like, what did you feel? And I burst into tears and I was just like, you know, I live by myself and I struggle so much with not getting a lot of touch and you know, I, I like hug Natalia or like my trainer or whatever, but that's not the same as that, that kind of like really connected touch that you get from a partner or a parent or whatever. And, um, you know, my, my boyfriend is very physically affectionate, but because we're long distance, I don't see him all the time. And so it was really fascinating just to notice how much I really, miss that and crave that. And I also sort of grew up without a lot of it. And I think it's kind of, you know, it's like that's coming home to roost now. And, um, when I was done with my session, I told my boyfriend and he was like, you know, it's so good to hear you say that you want that because you've always acted like that didn't matter to you very much, you know? And so a lot of this is about breaking through that armor to the ooey gooey crust. And that's what I was talking about in my last episode of like really recognizing how deeply tender you are on the inside and to have access to that and to see that and to really accept it, I think is so beautiful and so powerful. So after I did my somatic experiencing, I went, got my nails done, got a nice color, you know, and I had this realization also that I kind of have this like work self. So this is the version of me that you get in high vibe honey or, you know, when I'm doing a video on Instagram stories or whatever. And I have my private self, which is more shy is not the right word, but more understated, kind of more quiet. Like, you know, I can be quite chill (laughs) in my real like daily life. And I was like, you know what though? Like, being really outgoing and being animated feels so good to me. And I love that. And why do I have to have these parts of me split off? Like, why can't I bring them together? And so that night was Natalia's birthday dinner. And I decided to be that, that like bring that other version of myself to the table, literally. And it was great. And like, I was so outgoing and I was laughing a lot and I was contributing a lot to the conversation. And I just felt really, really good. Like it felt like I had called back a piece of myself that was really valuable and really important. So that was a really amazing moment. And then on Sunday, I did breath work with Hella Weston, who is one of the facilitators and creators of Awaken Breathwork. Um, her and Lucas Mack are two Kiwis who created this breathwork practice. I started doing it about two weeks ago, like I said, and It has been really powerful for me, very like emotional, very physical. um, And essentially you just lie there and breathe in and out through your mouth without, you know, taking much of a pause between the breaths and the in breath. There's a lot of effort to like really take in as much breath as you can. And the out breath is sort of a relaxed letting go breath. And I had messaged Hella, you know, earlier in the week and said, Hey, like, you know, what have you really seen as powerful in terms of like somatic, um, release or trauma release? Like what have you seen really work? And we were chatting about that and she was like, Hey, let's do a session. Like, I'd love to come to your house and do a session with you. And I was like, great. 
and we'd never met before, but um, I had this feeling like she was just going to be someone that I adored. I could just tell, especially because she's also a New Zealander, you know, we're all, you know, part of the same crew, part of the same, we're from the same land. Like there's a thing, I can't explain it, but we're from the same land. So it's, it's a whole thing. And um, so she came over to do breath work with me on Sunday. And it was such a powerful experience. I mean, first of all, she walked into my house and I just immediately felt like I knew her. She was a sister. It was so easy to be around her, which was like, that was truly medicine in and of itself. Like what a blessing to meet someone and have that immediate sense of connection and kinship, like just such a gift. And then we, you know, sat on the couch, we started talking about what I wanted to work through and Obviously, that's another way of breaking through that kind of awkward, small talky, like, I don't really know you, you don't really know me thing. Like, we immediately started talking about what I wanted to work on, and she completely understood. And then we went into the bedroom, and I laid down on a yoga mat, and we started doing this breath work. So she had this playlist that she'd created for me that we had playing pretty loudly in the bedroom, and while I was breathing and we did this for about two hours while I was breathing, she was doing energy work on me. And that looked like I could feel her moving energy off my body. She would put her hands on my feet. Sometimes she would tap on my throat or my chest. And, um, it was a really magical experience. And the thing that I'm really enjoying about breath work is I can feel it changing things. And I know that sounds really vague, but when I say I can feel it changing things, I mean, I can feel myself transforming in a way that is not intellectual. I can feel myself releasing old beliefs, old fears, old stories. I can feel myself healing things that I don't even have words for. And that is a truly incredible experience, especially because with tapping for so long, I've used this very, for most of my tapping life, I guess, I have used a very intellectual approach. And to do healing work that is about the body and is not quote unquote logical, that is really just about what can you feel? What are your sensations? Feels like relief, honestly, to to lie there and not have to connect any dots is incredible and feels so good. So we did this breath work and do you remember my protectors from my hypnosis? They were in the room with me. I could feel them. So in my bedroom, my bed faces a fireplace and I have two chairs on either side of this fireplace and I could feel a protector each sitting in one of those chairs. And there was also someone standing to the left of me the whole time they were there. And when I was doing the breath work, I didn't have a lot of thoughts or even feelings really. I just was like in my body the whole time. And I was moving my body quite a lot. I felt it felt very caterpillary. And it felt like every time I moved my body, there was a lot of like hip release and neck release. Every time I did that, I felt that I was releasing a level, a layer of something that was old or stuck. And I, like I said, I didn't have a lot of thoughts or visions or anything like that. But one vision I did have that was extremely clear was that my boyfriend, Le Poisson, was one of my protectors. 
And in fact, I saw him carrying the baby version of me. And that was so beautiful. And in that breath work, I felt that he had been with me forever, for as long as I had existed. And I don't even know if that's just this lifetime or other lifetimes. And I've literally never been someone who believes in other lifetimes, but I'm starting to, I'm starting to. And, uh, so that was magical. And after the breathwork session, I, we did a little bit of meditation. It was very deep. I don't know where I went, but I went somewhere. And we talked about what had come up and I processed it a little bit with her. And I asked her, you know, what I should do in terms of like continuing this work. And she said that doing the hour long breathwork once a week would be beautiful. And just that so much changes and shifts when you allow yourself to be in your body and to breathe through whatever is going on, which I'm, I feel that, you know, I feel it so deeply. And so that's beautiful. So that's gorgeous. And, uh, she left or she like walked out the door and then she came back in and she was like, I feel like if we don't take a selfie, we're going to really regret that we didn't do it. (laughs) So we took a selfie and it's hilarious because to me, we just look like sisters. We look so similar. We really look like we could be related. And it feels that way to me, honestly, which is beautiful. And, um, afterwards I called Le Poisson. I told him about it. I was like, you're one of my protectors. You were carrying the baby version of me. And he's like, I know that already. (laughs) I know, I know that already. (laughs) Like, obviously, quadruple Pisces. Of course he knows that. He has deep awareness of that. And then it was also Wheatsy's one, one year old birthday, her first birthday on Sunday. So I put party hats on the dogs. I put a tutu on Wheatsy. Um, I gave them a stuffed, like a dog toy that was shaped like a birthday cake. And we had a great little time. And then after that, you know, I just relaxed. Like every time that I do breath work, I crave carbs afterwards I need to eat and then I just need to relax and, um, I just have to chill. And so that's what I did for the rest of the day. And, um, and that was, that was really good. And then on Monday morning, I woke up to, I was having a dream about my man actually. And I woke up and he had just texted me and he was like, I can feel you this morning. And he usually can never feel me. And the fact that he said that was so magnificent because it showed to me that what I'm doing is really having an actual effect. It is really moving something real. It's not just that I think it's happening. It's actually something that's happening. And I mentioned this woman in my last podcast, Jenna Zoe on Instagram, she's just posting really good stuff in her stories at the moment that I feel like they're just like really hitting me. But she said something and I screenshotted it. She said, everything you're thinking and feeling is having an effect on the quantum field. When you tune your side of the street to a more powerful, loving, conscious one, the situation can't help but shift. And literally that is what this has felt like. So... That was my week of being in a healing retreat. There is still obviously so much more to do. I am going to go back and see the woman who does somatic experiencing. I loved that. I'm going to keep doing breath work every week. 
I'm going to keep doing hypnosis every week. I'm going to keep doing my tapping. But that is, that was my experience of last week. You know, it was a really big week and I am so proud of myself for committing to it and getting through it. And that is one thing that I know I'm good at. Like when I've decided I want to clear something or work on something, I am a million percent committed to it and I will just keep going, which feels great. And a couple of things I wanted to just remind you about or just mention is number one, um, you know, I'm in a very fortunate position where I'm able to have access to these great facilitators and, um, and work with people. And I have a lot of free time, you know, I don't work eight hours a day by any stretch of the imagination. So I am aware that I'm very blessed to have the space and the access to these people, but that doesn't mean that you can't have these experiences yourself. Um, you know, the woman who does the somatic experiencing, I think the sessions are about a hundred dollars each, which, um, you may not be able to afford to do that all the time, but you may be able to do a couple of them. And I would really recommend where you can spend money on healing or inner work, then it's always worth it. Like, please choose that over Starbucks or whatever else, you know, it's so much more valuable. And the other thing is that there are so many free, um, tools and modalities and things that you can get access to either through YouTube or learning a skill yourself or something like that. This is not restricted to only people who have plenty of money to throw at the problem. It's just not. And you could also find that there are, you know, people are always studying to be hypnotherapists or tapping facilitators or they're learning Reiki or whatever, and they need people to practice on. And so if you do want to give something like that a go and you don't have a lot of cash, then that can be a really good way to get your feet wet, you know? And who knows, you might end up developing a great relationship with that person where you continue working together because it benefits both of you. And you won't know until you try that. So I just, I really wanted to mention that to, to acknowledge, like, I'm in a very privileged position and I do not take that for granted. I'm very aware of it. And that also doesn't mean that you can't have very similar experiences to what I've had because you absolutely can. And the second thing I wanted to mention was as I started on this journey, I was really reminding myself that one of the most important things I could do throughout this journey is to enjoy myself. And I really made a point of having fun last week, going shopping, going to dinner, seeing my friends, meeting new people, doing like going to the gym is like, it's fun for me. (laughs) Um, and I really knew that in order to heal, we also have to be loving our lives and loving ourselves. We have to disregard the criticism that we often throw at ourselves and we have to let ourselves enjoy our life. And I was actively making a practice last week of saying out loud to myself. And even when I was on the phone with people, like, I'm so proud of what I'm doing. I'm so proud that I had the strength to face this. I'm so proud that I felt capable of this. I'm so proud that I'm sticking to this and I can feel these things shifting. And that's something that is going to really benefit you in this journey as well is reminding yourself that you're proud and looking at what's great about you and really letting yourself have fun. 
So that was my healing retreat. I wonder if it will inspire you to do something similar. Um, like I said, it was not easy, but it has felt extremely worthwhile and I'm still doing it. And as you can hear from this journey, you know, there have been these like surprising, beautiful gifts throughout and it's only been a week. So there's so much room for things to blossom and bloom and flourish even more, which is such a treat and such a delight. And I truly believe that when we work on healing, when we really face our stuff, when we really take responsibility, we are so rewarded by the universe. So that's it. I hope this resonated with you. I hope it inspired you. I love you. And I will see you in the next episode. Mwah.